0: Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, And I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. As I mentioned in the last episode, I'll say again, this is not exactly going to be a short podcast this time. I want to uh, follow up uh, where we ended. Katie said she was going to see a plastic surgeon, and then she wrote on her CaringBridge blog, On March 17th, that same evening, God answers prayer, but then that's no surprise, is it? Today, I saw the plastic surgeon. I ask you all to pray that things would be clear, and today things were very clear. I like the doctor a lot. She's just what I would want for this situation. She felt very strongly that I should have my mastectomy as soon as possible and wait for reconstruction until a later time. Taking reconstruction out of the picture for now eliminates a lot of decision-making at this time and will enable me to focus on the most important thing, getting rid of my cancer. As such, I have my surgery scheduled for next Monday, March 23rd. Along with a mastectomy, single, not double, they will do a sentinel node biopsy, which basically means they'll check to see if the cancer has spread to my lymph nodes. The size of the cancer in my right breast, along with whether or not the cancer has spread, will then tell us what stage the cancer is in. Obviously, the huge prayer here is that the cancer has not spread. We will not know the full details of that until a couple of days after my surgery. Here in central Illinois world, next week is spring break. The advantage of having my surgery on Monday means my parents can take the three older kids up to Wisconsin for the week. I feel that this will help me, help me best be able to relax, let down, cry, rest, look, and feel terrible, whatever it is I need to do, without having to look or appear up for the older kids who are in tune with my every emotion and obviously very concerned. I will also need to stay overnight in the hospital, I think it will also help the kids to be able to have some fun on spring break, although I know this will be difficult for them as well. Please pray for them. I feel tremendous relief that this decision is clear. I had a lot of grace today for this appointment. For those of you who want to keep reading, read on. Can I just throw in a thing here about how weird it is to sit and write about yourself? Me, 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 my, my, my. Bless your hearts. That was all parenthetical, of course. Many of you are asking me, how are you doing? And I thought the next two stories might illustrate my current mental state. After the appointment, I wanted to call my parents right away as I knew they would be anxious to hear. So I called them on my cell phone and started filling them in. While I was talking to them, I realized I needed to know what time it was as the car was turned off in part, I figured I should look on my cell phone to see the time. The problem was, I couldn't find my cell phone anywhere. The whole time I was talking to them, I was searching all over the car, beginning to get frantic, wondering where my cell phone was. Parenthetically, are you surprised that I graduated from college? After about ten minutes of this search, I realized I was talking on my cell phone. Anyway, the car was turned off and parked because I was sitting in a parking lot ready to run in and grab some carry out. So, I ran in with Joseph, zipped out and started buckling him into his car seat. While doing so, I let him play with the keys. Of course, he hit the panic button. I don't usually let him play with the keys. I usually pitch them into the front seat while I am buckling him in. Since that's my habit, after letting him play with the keys and getting him buckled in, I threw the keys onto the front seat, shut the sliding door, and heard the car lock. Yes, he had hit the lock button. So now, Joseph, the keys, and my cell phone are locked in the car. A big thank you to the nice man in the restaurant who found a hanger, and we were able to retrieve the keys as the windows were cracked. So, needless to say, this is a difficult time, full of stress and lots of things I would not wish for. That said, I am continually amazed, overwhelmed, and humbled by all of you, your prayers, your concern, your gifts, and your practical help. Please pray for Monday. I know only God's grace will get me through it and through, uh, Please pray for Monday. I know only God's grace will get me through it and through another few days of waiting for yet another pathology report. He has brought me this far, all the way my Savior leads me. Again, Katie alluding to the hymn that I mentioned from her journal entry last week. In her journal, uh, Katie writes on Thursday, March nineteenth, two 2009, she has this as pre-op day, Dear Lord, from Jesus' calling, exert your will to trust me, that is, Jesus, in all circumstances. I will equip you to get through this day victoriously as you live in deep dependence on me. And from Psalm eighty-four, twelve, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Last night and this morning, Katie writes, I have known deep, body-encompassing fear of whether or not the cancer has spread. O oh Lord, please heal. Please answer. Please give. Please let me wake up Monday after surgery and find that it hasn't spread. O oh, please, Father. Isaiah forty nine eight, Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable or favorable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you, Katie has underlined, and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth to cause them to inherit the desolate heritage from Friday, march twentieth, two thousand nine, Dear Lord, Exodus fourteen fifteen, why do you cry to me? Go forward. I sense that you are saying that my prayers are answered. Go forward. Lord, that is so ama- such amazing hope. Behind me, around me, what I've been through, the Egyptian army ahead of me, the parting of the Red Sea, the greatest miracle ever. Oh, Lord, give me your strength. These words bring on more new meaning than ever. May this journey bring a blessing. May I rise on wings of faith when the midnight meets the morning. With your likeness, let me wake. By the way, that's the other uh, song, hymn, modern hymn that Katie had referred to. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast, it's worth uh, looking that hymn up. Um, One was All the Way My Savior Leads Me. And then this one, Why Am I Blanking on the Name?, Um, Jesus, Draw Me Ever Closer is the name of the song, if you want to listen to it. Katie goes on to write, Claire comes today. The kids leave tomorrow. I will be glad for them to go, but I will miss them terribly. But I'm glad that they won't be around to see all of this. I feel like right now I'm not good for much with them. I'm tired out, stressed, distracted, going to bed early. Poor kids Yesterday, I was at Carl Hospital from 8.30 to 2, then went to Walmart to pick up some things, then pick up the kids. What an exhausting day. I did all my pre-op stuff, and then I went to Arabella to talk about bras. This is a blessing. I am not big-breasted, and so it won't be as noticeable. Of course, Katie is referring to her mastectomy. This won't be this way forever. I keep thinking, can't this cup be removed from me? At some point, I will wake up, and it's all been a bad dream, a really bad dream. Isaiah 30, verse 19. For the people shall dwell in Zion, Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. You will remember that Katie had written that passage out in her previous journal entry, but then she adds parenthetically, When, when, Lord, when shall I weep no more? And she writes out verses 23 to 26. Then he will give you rain for your seed, with which, which you sow on the ground, and bread of the increase of the earth. It will be fat or rich and plenteous. In that day your cattle will feed in large pastures. Likewise the oxen and the young donkeys that work the ground will eat cured fodder, which has been winnowed with a shovel and a fork. There will be on every high mountain and every high hill rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. Finally, I want to read... One more CaringBridge blog post that I wrote on Sunday, March 22nd, and end with Katie's journal entry from that same day. This would be the day before she went in for her mastectomy surgery. My entry on CaringBridge from March 22nd, 2009. I wanted to let you know about Katie's schedule for surgery tomorrow so that you know when and how to pray. We'll be checking into Carl Foundation Hospital at 6.15 a.m., As there aren't a lot of people out and about at that time, the check-in procedure should be pretty quick. We've been in their pre-op waiting area before with Joseph, so we're familiar with the routine. Fill out the paperwork, then wait. Weigh in, then wait. Blood pressure check, then wait. Fill out more paperwork, then wait. Somewhere around 8 or 9 a.m., Katie will be injected with a radioactive dye that needs to work its way into her lymph nodes over the next hour or so. This dye will cause her lymph nodes to light up so that the surgeon can biopsy her sentinel nodes to test whether they are positive for cancer. Katie is scheduled for surgery around 11 a.m. She'll be under general anesthesia for the mastectomy and sentinel node biopsy, procedures that should take about two and a half hours. An initial pathology on the sentinel nodes will be performed while Katie is under general anesthesia. If the nodes show any trace of cancer, the surgeon will remove some or all of them. If the pathology on the sentinel node shows no further trace of cancer, no other lymph nodes will be removed. You can probably guess how we are praying. We're asking the Father that no traces of cancer remain when the surgeon goes in tomorrow. We would welcome your prayers to this end as well. As Katie has told many friends recently, she would love to move forward with the knowledge that she has clean lymph nodes, no need for radiation, and a four-month chemo treatment option. May it be so. After surgery, Katie will spend one night in the hospital pray that she'll find herself in the care of nurses and orderlies who are kind and who need Jesus. We understand she'll be discharged on Tuesday late morning. In the meantime, our three oldest children are in Wisconsin with Katie's parents for the, for spring break. Don't most people head to Wisconsin <laughs> Don't most people head to Wisconsin for spring break? My mom, Claire Hubbard, is in town to watch Joseph. I'm sure all our kids and their grandparents would appreciate your prayers during this time, too. That's the news for now. I will update this site as soon as possible after the surgery tomorrow. In time, I'll write to you about the things that I've observed in Katie's life over these past two months. Until then, know that she has great confidence in the kind intentions, sovereign power, and perfect plan of God. It has been a tremendous inspiration to observe her dependence on God, and I pray that it will be to you as well. In her own journal from that same day, Katie wrote, from Sunday, March 22, 2009, Dear Lord, Unbelievably, I had a very good day yesterday. The kids went on the train and made it safely to Graham and Gramps. What a praise and a relief. I pray for grandma and grandpa to have tons of energy for the kids and are blessed by them. By the way, grandma and grandpa are Katie's mom and dad, in case there's any question. I'm so thankful and relieved that they are there. I didn't realize what a stress their journey was for me until just now, and Norman made it home too. By the way, we didn't just put our kids on the train. I took them up part of the way and then met Katie's parents, then came home. The girls in my Bible study, went in together, and bought me button-front clothes and pajamas. They got me really nice stuff. And then I found Joseph a basketball goal that is just his size that he loves. It was the last one on the shelf. Thank you. He is adorable playing with it. Then I got to meet Carly and Jess for lunch at Red Lobster. By the way, just a little comment there. I think it's wonderful. Katie had gotten a gift card from a friend, and instead of just going herself. She took two of her girls out to lunch. Then I went shopping and found some zip front tops, some nice jammies, stuff at Bed Bath & Beyond, I had a gift card, and socks for Joseph at Jamboree. How could you allow me to have such a nice day under such stressful circumstances? You are amazing. It was beautiful and 62 degrees. And then the Carrillos stopped by with dinner and their adorable children. Then Norman and I spent a long time just being together last night. It was what we both needed. From Jesus Calling, Psalm 95, Be thankful. Rejoice. All things are in His hands. Worship the Lord. We are His sheep. Do not harden your hearts in the day of trial and testing. And from verses 6 to 9 of Psalm 95, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, By the way, John 10, she says parenthetically, says, My sheep hear my voice and they know me. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me. They proved me, though they saw my work. Wow, I've never seen that connection. Worship. Bow down. We are your sheep. We hear your voice. Don't harden your hearts in the trial and the testing, though we have seen your work. And from Psalm 9 verse 10, and those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Mimi is getting Joseph dressed right now. He is being so sweet for her. He really has bonded with her. This is good for me to hear. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here, and we will pick up Uh, in two weeks with the next uh, episode, also the continuation of Katie's journey through surgery.